You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? We, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And I, I want to touch on a couple of things, you know. Um, I'm not going to go over general market uh, um, commentary, fluctuation, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, on one of my, one of the past episodes, um, I was talking about Fitbit. I think that was before Fitbit. Be, uh, became publicly traded and you know everybody was really you know going crazy fitbit fitbit you know uh, the, the, you know the band that's going to go on there and with with all the technology and so on and so forth um i wasn't a believer in it because you're going you're going into a space where you're competing with other other applications, other watches that have these applications such as apple so on and so forth and fitbit to me you know, even them coming out with different products and things of that nature, I always thought at some point in time they were going to hit a brick wall, you know. And look, the stock now, as of today, you know, is down after, you know, the sales disappoint. And after the CEO said, hey, guess what, guys? We're losing money. <laughs> of course you're losing money. I'm not shocked about that. You know, I said it a long time ago that... And, and, and I, I appreciate the technology. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate the technology, but you're in a crowded space and you're in a crowded space. And yeah, people believe in it, but you're competing against the mammoths where they can, you know, they, they'll just create new things, applications, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think that may be, you know, restructuring of their, uh, their, their product lines may be in order. You know, I mean, it's with Fitbit. I see it being more of a specialty type of thing, and they were go they were looking to go mainstream. I think that was the problem because it's you know it's just one it's just one it's, it's used for one thing. Uh, it's not multifunctional. Where let's say you have a, a, an iWatch, it's multifunctional. It's doing a lot of different things. Uh, their thing is just just actually dealing with you know fitness, and really how many how many people out there want to wear two things on their wrist not me if i'm wearing a watch i'm wearing a watch and then maybe i'm wearing a bracelet i'm not going to wear two electronic devices you know uh, i'm not going to be like robocop uh but anyway not shocked that the stock is down and i and i see it unless they do something dramatic i see it continuing to to cascade down uh because i again i, I don't i don't see the value then that's my opinion um, and I want I want to touch on this with with Warren Buffett. You know, I love Warren Buffett. He is iconic in finance and beyond. You know, uh, he 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 has done it all, and he's built he's built and made more millionaires than probably a lot of anyone out there. You know, just just from doing what he does best. Uh, but he uh, you know, he made a comment about ladies, liquor, and leverage. Uh, I, I want to just 
expand on that. Uh, Buffett's argument has to do with long-term investing, you know, and, and the leverage part of it, not the ladies and liquor, the leverage part of it. If it's ladies, liquor, and leverage, forget about it. Vegas would shut down, all right? Okay, so we're, we're talking about long-term investing, you know, not trading. Trading, you have to leverage up, and you know, because other than if you don't, then you're going to you're gonna utilize all your resources to go in and, and trade, and you know what? That happens. You're not going to be able to make the profits you're supposed to be making. You know, that holds true for hedge funds and so on and so forth you know uh you hedge and you you need you need the um you need the margin on it in order for you to make as much money as possible because you're 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 fighting for pennies you know and that's a different game investing yeah i, I mean if you're a long-term investor going in on margin doesn't make any sense because you don't want to worry about it god forbid god forbid the market turns the wrong way and then all of a sudden you go from you know, having, you know, uh, you know, have being at the 20% margin, now you have 50% margin, now you're getting margin calls and so on and so forth. And it can be quite traumatic, uh, to say the least. If you've never dealt with that, trust me, you don't want to deal with it. So avoid that. So I agree with, uh, Warren Buffett on that. Not that it matters in the whole scope of things. Uh, but I just wanted to address that, uh, cause I know, uh, I've, gotten a lot of questions about it and it again had nothing to do with trading had to do with long-term uh deals uh now and you look i'm gonna i'm gonna go into something which is and this is shifting from warren buffett to this uh which is interesting uh and you may not know this but look you've heard of goldman sachs jp morgan credit suisse you know you've heard of all the the big banks uh, both in the U.S. and overseas, you know, Deutsche Bank, so on and so forth, and other major deal-making banks. But you probably didn't know that the legacy bank, Rothschilds Bank, is in the top five as far as European deal-making banks are concerned. Uh, you've heard of the, the theory of, of the Illuminati, Okay, you've seen that with the, with, with the, uh, if, you, if you go on YouTube, you'll see a whole bunch of stuff they have, you know, they have a lot of things uh, on it, which are really, really interesting. Well, the Rothschilds family is dead center in that deal, in that, uh, uh, in that theory. So if you truly, if you truly believe in that, you know, then, then you, then this is what you're dealing with. Uh, the bank was founded over 200 years ago, and now they will, they'll, they'll be changing, and there'll be a big change at the guards as the seventh generation of Rothschilds takes the helm. Uh, with a younger outlook on the world, but with the same family tradition of making money, because they know how to make money. Uh, David D. Rothschild, Mr. Rothschild, is said to be stepping down while his son, who probably has been groomed from birth, uh, like his father and his father before him, and so on and so forth, uh, to take the helm. And he's going to take the helm. Uh, Alexander Rothschild has been waiting in the wings, and now his time is at hand. Uh, he's been heavily involved in the private equity arm of the bank. You know, he's been making a bunch of investments in small U.S.-based companies. Go figure. European bank making investments in U.S. companies, and that's what they, they want to do. It's expanding their empire. Uh, maybe they're, they're looking for world domination. Watch out. Or have they done that already? Hmm. I don't know. I guess it, it depends on what you believe. If you believe in the Illuminati, you believe in, you know, the Freemasons, you believe in all that stuff. Well, there you go. You come up with your own conclusion. Uh, well, again, like, I, 
I guess it depends on who you listen to. But uh, but they're serious players in the finance game. And I would say a more aggressive, growth-oriented outlook may be on tap. So watch out, especially U.S.-based companies. You know, they're making a lot of investments in there. Uh, now I want to slide over to cannabis. Now you have a Canadian uh, cannabis company trading on the New York Stock Exchange called Cronus Group. Uh, they're, they're not... They're not doing anything in the United States yet because, as you know, it's not legal on a federal level and actually not at all state levels or local levels as of yet. So just like with the CBO and CME listing Bitcoin futures, the New York Stock Exchange listing a weed company on the exchange is progressive. Interesting. Interesting. They 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 let that happen, but it's legal. We, we, you know where where Cronus Group deals is legal, so they're not doing anything wrong. Um, they will probably be in a killer. I'm I'm talking a serious killer position to gobble up cannabis assets in the U.S. if it gets a federal nod. Now I want you to keep this in mind. Okay, in the midst of this current administration, I doubt we will see that for another few years. And if President Trump gets reelected, then for a few years more. So I wouldn't hold my breath on it. But again, you know, Cronus in that space is in a good position uh, to go and capitalize on it because uh, th there is going to be a lot of opportunity out there. Now, shifting gears, uh, even though the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, is leaning towards another three rate hikes this year, uh, look, don't let that spook you too much. You know, we need a correction. And we we've had a few corrections already, and you need that now and again. You have to. You gotta, you know, you gotta do that because it'll open up opportunity. It creates buying opportunities with certain stocks that have value. You know, so these corrections come in handy. Uh, there's a term, and if you're not familiar with it, let me tell you. Uh, there's a term called dollar cost averaging. Okay, and that that's in mutual funds. Uh, you can do the same with stocks. If it makes sense and you believe in the stock that much, what happens? Stock drops, then you can buy on the dip, reduce your overall cost basis, and that, that's smart investing as opposed to emotional investing. Too many people invest emotionally, whether it be stocks, you know, just like if you're buying a home, it's an emotional purchase, right? You know, because you're going to live there, so it's emotional. You know, unless you're buying a building, then it becomes a business deal and then just talking about real estate for a second you know uh honestly and i and i put this on social media today look when you go and you buy a home a, a single family home is probably the worst investment that anyone can make because you're constantly 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 putting into it you're paying into this all the time um and some people think that hey this is my nest egg this is what this is my retirement. I said, you know, I mean, I guess that's the way it's, it was back in the day. But I think I would I would hope that people got smarter over the years, you know. And if you are go looking for an nest egg for the future, then start investing in in, in multifamily units. Now I'm not talking about you know single and 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 uh, two family homes that 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 you don't want to do cuz that's risky you know the reason being is that if you're renting to someone and they leave it may take you 4 5 6 months to find someone else so you'll be at a loss but if you have multiple uh, apartments in a building and someone leaves you know as long as you're at 
I don't know. You're probably depending on what what your your mortgage is and your payments and your 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 outflows are. You know, basically, if you're at eighty percent occupancy, you should be in good shape. Nobody wants to be in eighty percent occupancy, but that's pretty good. You know, because if it covers your your expenses and covers all all your your uh, whatever you need to do there, then you're in good shape, and it's a good investment for the long haul. You know, and again, I mean, that's my real estate input because, uh, you know, again, a, a lot of times people think, all right, I'm going to go buy the big house, have the big cars and everything else and all the, and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, keep in mind, when you buy a single family home, it's a constant, constant investment. It doesn't stop. It keeps going and going and going. So if you're looking to make a profit on it, you know, just... I don't know. Just make an investment in multifamily. If you're looking to live there, and that's what that was, that's what makes you happy. Okay, that's an emotional thing. That's okay. Just don't don't take your investment money and say, "Hey, I'm gonna invest in this. This is my nest egg till I die." Don't be that person. It's not a good good thing to do. All right. Now, over the past few episodes, I've been talking a lot about blockchain technology and cryptocurrency. I've been talking about that lately because it's it's that important, you know. You have a lot of things happening, you know, in in blockchain. Let me just stick with that for a second. You have a lot of things happening in blockchain. You have a lot of innovation that's happening. It's not a new. The funny thing is, it's not a new. Uh, it's not a new thing. It's a system. Okay, uh, you know, they're saying they they a lot of people think that hey, this is new, but it's not. This is something that's been around for a while. It's just being utilized now as more so now than ever this is something that was utilized i mean honestly it was brought to light because of bitcoin because the underlying technology is blockchain technology that's that keeps things honest you can have a pro it's an account accounting system you can have an accurate 100 percent accurate accounting system in place that is irrefutable undisputable you cannot go and say hey i'm gonna I'm going to dispute this. You can't. It's on the record, especially if the blockchain is allowing certain documents and everything to be a part of it. All right. So, you know, that's why blockchain is, is that important. I, and I believe, I believe that blockchain is going to find its way into the automotive industry, the airline industry, definitely the educational industry, because you're going to be able to go and, you know, when you're getting your diploma and everything else, your grades, and that's a permanent record. Right. So it stays there. Uh, logistics, you know, you know, keeping track of everything to make sure things are getting from point A to point B, so on and so forth. Uh, being, it's going to be utilized in RFID for sure. Okay, manufacturing, you can utilize blockchain within your manufacturing facility for a number of things. You know, all it is 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 keeping records of everything, records that are permanent, permanent records. Like an automotive, you can have. Uh, a blockchain for for all all the parts and the maintenance and everything. So there's a permanent record. So if that car once is not new and it's used and it's going to be resold, they have the certified cars. Guess what? They can go and show that record and it gives proof. It's like Carfax but for real, permanent stuff. All right. So again, uh, blockchain I believe is the next layer of the internet, and I've been saying that for a long time, and it's going to be really, really. Really interesting. Uh, just be careful with these companies that change the name to blockchain this, blockchain that. You know, it's it's a joke. Okay, if they're not really in blockchain and the actual technology and they don't have a business model behind it that is strong, I would run the hell away. You hear me? Run away. Stay away from it. Now, 
shifting to Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin has been on a continued roller coaster ride, and I feel for those that have been jumping in and out, I feel for you guys. You've been jumping in and out the last few months, and I mean, I'm sure your stomach must be, uh, you know, flipping out here and there, and your know, your wives or your your husbands must be, you know, yelling at you. And I mean, but it's it's stressful when you're doing. It. I mean, it could be fun if you're. If you're making money, but you start losing money, it's it's not so fun at that point, you know. And and I don't think that Bitcoin will ever stabilize the way that it needs to. I don't think it'll ever do that, uh, especially as other viable cryptos are hitting the scene. Um, look, it's going to provide options to crypto investors looking for the next big thing. Uh, you know, Bitcoin. Yeah, it has it, it has a, the legacy feature, meaning. That it was it was the grandma of the, the the cryptocurrencies. That's where it begins and that's where it ends. It opened up the doors for everything, and God bless them. God bless the founder of it for making it happen because it's allow it allowed every all this other stuff to happen and allowed for blockchain to to really uh, take its place where it needs to. So you know it's a catalyst, causality, I guess causality you know so and looking and looking for the next big big thing to, to come out of crypto you want to look at value really learn what the coin or token is for does it have a purpose ask that question to yourself does it have a purpose and what's the utility of the coin or the token and if there is no real use you know then what is it backed by is it backed by anything if there's nothing backing it other than an ICO that was done and they raised ten, twenty million dollars, whatever the case may be, then you know, look, I I would just hold on to my ankles at that point because it's gonna hurt when it's all said and done, you know. And the the funny thing, and I said this before, the funny thing is, is that do you know that investors shy away from ICOs that have platforms in place already? And I don't know whether it's the brokers that are telling them that. Or the, you know, whoever's bringing it to them, or if this is their own conjuring of of uh, the ide ideology of cryptos and how to get involved, you know, it's the craziest thing. But it's definitely a greed factor. I see it as a greed factor. They want to be on on the ground floor, like it's the '90s IPO season. Let's rock and roll, right? I wish they understood that it's. This, it's smarter to align with a crypto. It's technology, man. It's technology. Align with one that has a use or value beyond peer-to-peer -peer use. You need it. You need it. If you want growth, you need it. As opposed to trying to get a coin for a penny so you can sell it at a dollar. You know, please. You know, that's the penny stock game. And that's something you want to avoid. On the last show, I mentioned the coins that have intrinsic value. And that, that's important. And they are Ethereum. Ripple and Pico Novus. Now, I like all of them. I'm a big advocate of one of them, as you may know, and that's Pico Novus for a number of reasons. Now, I want to go over those reasons with you. Pico Novus is asset backed, and those assets will increase over time. And that will just bring more value to the entire supply of coins. And you're probably wondering, well, how is that even possible? I'm going to tell you. Right now, Picunovis, over 80%, over 80% of the coins in total supply are being used for investment purposes. And that's a fact. 
it gives me a good indication on the future possibilities and use of the coins. The coins are being utilized for business. There's an, you know, they're utilize, being utilized for import, export, other trade, things of that nature. These are the uses of the coin. You have people that are, that are true. They're investing in it because, you know, there's a value there. So they're buying the coins, they're holding on to them. You know, and right now, I, I think that, you know, from what what I know and what I see, you know, you're going to have more and more coins that are going to be like this. With regulation coming on a the pike, they're going to need to. Gonna, there's going to have to be something there other than fluff. Now, some of the great features that businesses and even individuals can use with Pico Novus include an escrow feature. Now, that is a protect, protective measure so that, look, if you make a transaction using Pico Coins, right, and the other party doesn't follow through, then you can actually go in and cancel the escrow with cause and take back your coins and just, you know, explain why. Why are you canceling it? Well, they didn't deliver. That's a valid thing, and you'll get a, yeah, and you can, you can request for a triple verification, so that they can go and verify that that is a fact, that you didn't just get the item and not pay them. Okay? So things like that. And that, that it's working, again, on a smaller scale for individuals, but also on a bigger scale for businesses, import, export, so on and so forth. It protects both parties and makes, the, makes every transaction safer and more secure. I believe this to the core because I've seen it and I've used it for that purpose. You know, so that's, <clears throat> to me, that's important. Um, and another feature uh, is that you can actually print out an account statement of your account and save it to your files. You can share it with your account, etc., etc. You can paste it on your wall, frame it, whatever you want to do. Uh, usually, you only see that on exchanges, so this was unique in nature and a big, big plus um, for me. And for me, the most powerful aspect of this network is that a majority of the coins, as I said earlier, are being used to invest and create value for all the coins. This is the this is key because as those investments increase over time, just like anything else, the value of the coin will increase and stabilize as it moves along. So the wild swings up and down that you see with most cryptos like Bitcoin and Ethereum and so on and so forth, you really won't see that here with Piku as it grows. You won't see it, you know, popping up 30% and dropping 20% and going up 50% and dropping 100%. You won't see it. You won't see it. You know, the whole the whole network was created to create value for the coin and for those people that are holding Piku coins. And of course, it's still in its infancy. That's the beauty of this is still in its infancy and that's why it's been gradually going up over the past couple of months but i do believe that we will see some serious interest coming into piku in the very near future you know i'm talking about this on the show i've been talking about it and more and more people are talking about it and they should once they learn what it's about they're going to want to talk about it because it makes sense and this will put piku on the lips and in the minds of more people worldwide than it does now this is how i see it and i believe that that premonition or that that view is going to become a reality and as it look as the joker said to batman well i'm, I'm tweaking it for this case but it's like gravity sometimes all you need is a little push and away you go of course we're talking about the opposite direction but you get the point as interest increases in the coin 
the more widely spread it'll become. And eventually, you know, look, it'll be traded, and, and I've, I've gotten these questions as far as it being on exchanges and liquidity, so on and so forth. You know, hang tight. Hang tight, because I know that there are a lot of great things going on with Pico Novus, and uh, there are a lot more things that are going to be coming uh, on the horizon shortly. And it's going to eventually be traded on numerous exchanges and take on a life of its own beyond what uh, what has been done to date. Okay, I, I'm looking at this, and you know people may see where the price is. I still think it's, again, for me, if, if Piku was at 1500 a coin, I would still consider it cheap with what is going on with it. And a lot of people don't know. And that's the beauty of it. They don't understand that, you know, that this is a, a serious growth situation. And when they begin to understand that, that's when you're going to see, you know, I believe that you're going to see an influx of, uh, of people wanting to have a piece of it. But you only have so much to go around, right? So, uh, but anyway, Piku Novus is my pick going through 2008 and into 2019. 2018 going into 2019 and probably going into 2020. The value is there, and once that is realized, I doubt, I doubt that you're going to find any low-hanging fruit that will be available from then on. You know, so just take a look at it. I would. I would take a look at it, you know, and then, you know, other ones, again, Ethereum, you know, definitely look at that. Ripple, look at it. You know, they, they're, you know, they have business models behind them. That's why I like them. Okay, because there, there's growth potential. And if you're looking for growth potential, you know, th these are the things you want to look at. Okay, you always look for the value. Look for the, see what's what the uses of any coin. See what the intrinsic value is and take it from there. All right. Anyway, that's it for this edition of Money Never Sleeps Radio. I appreciate you listening in. And I know I did get uh, a, a slew of questions as far as Pico Novus. I just didn't, I wasn't able to get to all these questions on this show. But I will get to those questions as I go along and as I get the right answers for you guys. All right. But I appreciate it. And again, have yourself a fantastic trading week. And have a fantastic week in general. And we'll be back with you next time on Money Never Sleeps. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show Louis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. 
No part of this compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.